Secret Friends Unite! Welcome to the Secret Friends Unite podcast, episode 407. This is your guide to the geek side, and you can get all of our podcasts on our Secret Friends Unite network feed. You can get all things Star Trek with the code 47, all things Star Wars with the Holocron Chronicles, all things video games, co-op mode, and this podcast, Secret Friends Unite Prime, for all things nerd. When you're done listening, watch our podcast comment leave a review watch us and by all means if you leave a review on the podcast that lets me more people find us so please do that we'd love that that would be a great gift for secret friends unite in 2022 as we end the year um this is our end of year podcast we're gonna break down kind of what happened in 2022 uh we'll have the friendies which is our year-end awards coming up probably in the next two weeks so we have an uh opportunity to go through everything we watch and rank and and bring those forward but that's where we're at today but before we move forward we're going to introduce ourselves i'm todd oxtra one of your hosts joined by charlie carden well hello do i look smarter to you today are there lenses <laughs> No, there's no lenses. <laughs> <laughs> the no, Harry Potter uh, glasses, yes. you know, no lenses. Yeah. Did, did, he, did, cool. did, did he not have lenses in those glasses at any point? He must um, have. They were just like, been plan- they like Harry just Potter, been, the yeah. character, or Daniel Radcliffe? Oh, the, they must have just been plano lenses. There's no, no, no ad. Yeah. I don't so. know how they do that in the movies because of glare. I, I yeah. don't know if they like. Well, when you buy fine Hoya lenses, there's not so much glare. I'm sorry. All right. I'll quit selling. Sorry. Sorry. Yes, yes. So, <laughs> yes, uh, right now, uh, you know, everybody, we're recording this before Christmas, but this will come out. This will be a New Year's Eve uh, episode to get ready for the New Year. So, no, 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 this that. will be new, new, the week between. This comes out next Tuesday. Oh, we don't have an episode. Bef- this is the only episode before New Year's. Oh, gotcha. So, this is your New Year's. I thought you were like, this comes Correct. out on New Year's. And I'm like, let me get my abacus. That's not right in the calendar. It's not, the, it's not true. Let yes, me get the uh, it's yes. not true. True, but it but doesn't it sound like it this could be will, true? This will this will get you ready for the New Year's. Oh man, I'll tell you what nothing gets me ready for this cover you picked. What is going on with the, I have never heard of this, and this is just okay. this is, this is I, I don't even know. So this is the great thing about being able to pick any comic book, because almost every comic book hits number seven. And that's what we're looking at this great cover today. It's from COPS. So COPS, which stands for Central Organization of Police Specialists, was a toy line and cartoon in the what and this yes. was, and this is the late 80s too so this is absolutely holiday issue number seven yes. um so did it like publish quarterly so you had like a holiday summer no, it's just like spring. it was it was in the holidays apparently that's it but this was at least right. this was really this actually had a january 89 uh, uh release date so kind of weird um well, so, you know you know how it works with those they yes the, the date on there is the, is the pull by yeah. date so yeah so this was obviously out in November, December, yes, but, but, but yeah, so cops was, like I said, it was one of those just franchises that, you know, kind of came and went, there was a cartoon. It was essentially almost like these cops were like the GI Joe of cops where like, they really didn't have standard <laughs> uniforms. They right. take, they took on wacky bad guys, like a mob boss and things right. like that. And it was over the top. And you know what? The comic book doesn't 
you know, do it any less justice because the the, the cover says the terror of Trampler, uh, which is essentially <laughs> the, the, a cop. The, the, the Knights of Templar. Templar. Yeah, yeah. The the cop is riding a transforming vehicle that is now a elephant. I and mean, he's and about it, to trample someone. He's got like weird like. Uh, PV, it looks like the the pipe that would that would be coming out of your dryer that goes outside, and he's got like a couple of TV screens, or they look like Viewmasters, make up the middle part of the body. the 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 trunk is uh, some kind of like you know plastic suction tube, or like in between tube, like like they had like the, the doors are ears. It's very weird. It's very weird. So that's the cop, and he's about to step on this bad guy who's wearing a black leather jacket with metal shoulder blades that go that are actual blades and cool kneecaps and his jeans are rolled i mean this is there's, well, there's not, a, not rolled his jeans are tucked into his boots and that's like a top of oh, the boot oh yeah. gotcha and that might be a cop because they kind of have you know except for the helmet i think the guy riding it might be a cop as well so oh, um, okay so I, he's ma- he's mastering trampler and uh one of the writers of this is matthew broderick look at that by monk broderick and marcos <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Matthew, Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Doug um, Mensch. Uh, he was a he was a DC writer for a long time. So this right. is when we were getting a lot of these like just properties that would come to DC or Marvel, oh and God. they last. I don't know how many lasted very long, excluding maybe like Transformers and GI Joe. I mean, seven but, issues yeah. is that's uh, based on what I've seen here. I think that that's pretty generous. Yeah, and you aren't going to be able to find this on any like uh, like online app or anything because it's got a, it's a licensed property so you've got to dive into a quarter bin uh, I, to find I this dollar gem have never even heard a hint of it but uh if anybody could find it you want to talk uh, about somebody who's got the skills to find things that are hard to find that would be our number one news correspondent that's right i'm talking about madam webb she is down at the corner of hollywood and vine as she has been for over a hundred years finding the hottest news scoops, but now she works for us for the low, low price of five cents an episode. It's amazing. But let's go down there and see what she's got going on. Now it's time for Madam Webb's rumors and news. Take it away, boys. Thank you, Madam Webb. Well, the good news is you got a lot of cryptocurrency in 2022. The bad news is it's essentially worth nothing now. So it's kind of like Confederacy currency. So you can put it along in your your bank and hopefully it, you know, it roars back in 2023. But after seeing that FTX guy just, you know, with the $250 million bail, uh, I don't think that's going to happen. You so, know, the, the, the best part of it for us and the worst part of it for her is that's how we paid her. So we got away scot-free because, Todd, I think we found, we found that stuff like by the side of the road or something. I mean, it was, you know, it was in a ditch in a box, you know, oh, it was geocache. That's what it was. I found it in the woods. That's right. Yes, exactly. That. Geocache to find yeah. the, uh, the, the cryptocurrency plus yeah. the, uh, the NFTs. Yeah, um, it was amazing. By the way, uh, we're offering free NFTs of all of our screenshots this year. <laughs> <laughs> Work for Trump. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. We will not have it. We'll have an exclusive line of trading cards of Secret Friends Unite in NFT format. Right, exactly. Yeah. And they'll only be $500 each. All right, what do we got up first? Yes, yeah, so um, the we're, we're getting some more casting in Agatha Coven of Chaos. This is the spinoff of WandaVision. And it uh, looks like we're going to be getting uh, one of our favorite. April Ludgate is going to be 
in this show. Yay. Um, and she's going to be cast as Morgana Le Fay, or Morgan Le Fay, who is a, a character from Arthurian times. And she has been part of the Marvel mythos and comics for many, many years. And the fun part about this is uh, this casting essentially takes the Runaways series that was on Hulu. And essentially that doesn't matter because... There was Morgan Le Fay in Runaways as well. Whoops. So yeah, no, see, yeah. I, I watched that show and I don't even remember that. That's how forgettable. That's how forgettable was in that. that was season oh. two or three. I okay, gave oh. up on that show after season two. Maybe we did the same, and I wasn't even terribly aware that there was a season three, and that's why. So um, much better casting because um, uh Arbor Plaza is totally fantastic. I mean, she's never been in anything bad. She plays a lot of different varieties. I know that that show Legion that people were nuts about. She was in that playing a, she was either a figment of the main character's imagination or she was crazy lady or she was both. But regardless of what I did watch of it, it was pretty fantastic. Yeah. And then we're getting Joe Locke. He's an heart stopper. He's also going to be uh, cast in this as well. And, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this all comes together because um, while we had Loki, who was a pseudo-villain, had a spin-off series, um, we don't really usually get a villain as the main character of a series. Right. And where we left Agatha essentially trapped, um, it will be interesting to see how this all comes to play. And especially with uh, Morgan Le Fay. Um, right. Yeah, it, it, I, I, It'll be I, interesting. Yeah. I love as you continue to scroll, uh, Salem 7 is a group of Zodiac-themed monsters uh, that were Agatha's grandchildren. I, this was from an old episode of the Fantastic Four from the 70s, which I read. It was in the, I think it was one, one, maybe 174 through 178 or something, and it was just great. Yeah, they had to go to find Agatha because she was holed up in some little town and maybe she kidnapped Franklin or something because she was the gover- the governess to, to the, the Richard's child. So I'm sure that they're, they, they're not going to use that as a way to kind of stream that all in, but still um, a great opportunity, a great casting. Uh, and I thought WandaVision was amongst the best uh, of what the MCU has produced so far. So I'm all over it. It's good stuff. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, to your point, they they do a mention in this article from CBR, like, who could these characters be? You know, obviously, um, there's a a character named Nicholas Scratch, who is apparently Agatha's son. That could be uh, the the, the male casting in this. Uh, You mentioned the Salem Seven. Those are characters they could bring in out of the blue to flesh out the, the casting of people. And those are obviously very deep cuts that only, you know, of Charlie, mm-hmm. um, there is a Victoria Montessi. She's apparently tied to the dark hold. Um, so that, that could be a big, big part of this. Well, um, mm-hmm. she is the daughter of the elder God, Kython. So, I, I don't know where this is good, show is going to go. Right. Um, we're getting more of the mystical side of Marvel, which I don't know a lot about. Um, they could pull in things from Doctor Strange because now we have that WandaVision tie with, with Doctor Strange. More to be seen how this works. And we don't have a date for this except maybe 2023 or maybe 2024. Jeez. 
Yeah, I would imagine if they're rolling through casting and everything that it's going to be 2024. Probably maybe same time, maybe nearly, maybe, you know, early first quarter of 2024 if they get it produced and all this different stuff. So, I mean, because, and we'll talk about, obviously, as we get into the year in review, transitioning into looking the year ahead, exactly what the MCU has that's coming out. We know Loki 2 is coming out because it was in the sizzle reel that was came out last week. But anyway, uh, continuing to look down the road to... Uh, what is up and coming in 2023? I hope this is 2023. <laughs> yes, it is. June 2nd, 2023. Oh yeah, Spider-Man yes. Across the Spider-Verse, uh, the sequel to the, what the hell was the name of the first one anymore? Into the Spider-Verse. There we go. Uh, animated picture portraying uh, Miles Morales, who is a Spider-Man of a dimension that's not ours, combined with uh, Gwen Stacy as actually ghost spiders what they got around the corner because they thought well nobody's going to really call her spider gwen if she has a uh uh, secret identity. Not a great. I was going to say, yeah, because you don't want your name in your right. actual uh, code name. Right, exactly. So we're going to be bringing back, uh, obviously, uh, Shmeek Moore is Miles. Uh, Haley uh, Steinfeld is Gwen. And then Jake Johnson is Peter B. Parker, the, you know, Peter Parker wearing sweatpants with one shoe and stuff. Just very endearing character. Um, so we had a trailer this week, uh, and a lot of it was, Todd, I know this is always your favorite. It was a lot of talkies. It was, you know, it was Miles standing on a rooftop his, there with his mom. They were having a conversation about, you know, life and this and that and, and other stuff. Then we rolled in a lot of footage that we saw from the teaser trailer, which actually was kind of the end piece of the first film where Miles is laying on his bed listening to a song, and above him there's the, the hint of a portal, and you hear Gwen's voice saying, I need your help, da-da-da, and the, that's obviously going to lead us into the new film um like i look at some of the, this other uh guest catch we know uh, uh daniel kalua who i wasn't aware of, but rachel dratch is going to have a role what sure. kind of what kind of crazy spider person is rachel Dratch? she could be, be madam web you know, she maybe. could be madam web yes she could and of course oscar isaac uh will have a pivotal role as miguel o'hara who is spider-man 2099 which is a character from the 90s when 2099 seemed like it was really far away. It still really is pretty far away, but still, it's not 100 years away anymore. Correct, Charlie. It, it is It is almost um, almost 80 years away in yeah. 2099. So, yeah, we still got some time there. Uh, yeah. I, I'm assuming we'll be around for that because, you know, medical science, you know, we'll be right. the oldest of the olds. The, uh, the, the head in a jar, yes, will be, you know, 125 years old. So that, that should be fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Brian Tyree Henry is also in this array. And I, uh, you mentioned Oscar Isaac and and that's really the seems like the big focus of the new character in this is mm-hmm. uh spider-man 29 like you mentioned he looks huge looks like a beast um right. and uh we and then part of this is we just see i think every incarnation of spider-man ever as you see the characters rolling you see spider-man in the, the paper bag and yes, bombastic bag man and then yeah you've got your different varieties of you know black and white spider-man and spider monkey and spider cat and spider gerbil and spider dinosaur japanese spider-man I, some of those i made up but you know what? you don't know which ones because you never do spider-man Never do so. Yeah, I'm a Spider Punk. Spider Punk is Spider Punk yeah. supposed to be in yeah, this. That's, that's Daniel yeah. Kaluuya's character. He's Spider Punk. I did. Okay. Hear, I did hear yeah. that. So, um, yeah, the the Spider Verse was. God, it's almost been ten years gone by now. In 2014, was a mini series that introduced uh, Spider Man characters as a larger multiverse. Obviously, we'd had Miles a few years prior to that. 
there was the 2099 character, as I mentioned, that came from the 90s. Um, Gwen Stacy as Spider-Man or Spider-Gwen was introduced uh, in a run-up series to the Spider-Verse. So it's been probably the most notable thing in any of in, in all of Spider-Man in the last decade has oh, been yeah. Spider-Verse because it's been the most notoriety and some kind of some of the most exciting stories. So this will be fantastic. Uh, and animated films that aren't strictly speaking for the little kids, do they do huge business? Am I, am I thinking of one that's not a Minions or whatever that's just like, oh, my God, it's the film of the summer? I mean, what do you think? Not really. And that's yeah. been a challenge for Disney because they have struggled this year with their animation. Uh, really, I mean, I mean, excluding. Yeah, there's just not many for adults or for all ages that, you know, don't include singing or goofy or <laughs> wacky antics. So I, right. I, I think Spider, you know, the first Spider-Verse film did very well and was mm-hmm. well regarded. Um, right. I think it was up for awards for its animation style. Mm-hmm. And this one is potentially supposed to have like three or four different animation styles, okay. which is pretty cool. And um, to many, this is people's favorite superhero film, favorite Spider-Man film. Right. Um, and I would love to see marvel go in and say we're going to make a huge animated film uh based on the characters and it's going to be on the big screen it's going to be a big deal they have not committed to that yet really beyond like um what if they've really stayed away from animation which is so bizarre to me um it seems like that would be a way to really uh do some cool (laughs) things but i could be wrong right Oh, my gosh. Well, speaking of things that are uh, problematic in their own way, but the ultimate result of which are absolutely delightful, would be uh, HBO Max's Harley Quinn series starring Kaylee Kukaraco, whose name I'm always going to screw up, and I'm going to do it on purpose. I bet you can't say it right. Cuoco. Damn it! All right. You got me You got me that time. But anyway, Todd, I um, am in season three of this show. And I think I watched a little bit of it with April, but I don't know that she was really into it. So it just kind of drifted off. But have you, have you continued to watch the show? I'm still on season one. I like the show. I'm just <laughs> right. It just it, it just it just it just I just forget off. it's I just forget it's there to be right. honest. And it's then, animated. It's a half hour long. So well, um, and I yeah. think something else we were talking about when it comes down to kind of streaming service bingo is that unless you have a reason to jump, maybe more than one reason to jump into a particular streamer that maybe you don't have a regular show on, you forget about stuff. Like I said, I've said several times in recent episodes that Paramount Plus is the go to for us because the Star Treks are there. The Taylor Sheridan stuff is there. We watch Colbert. We're watching Amy Schumer, which is new again, which I'm going to talk about in the Geek Easy. Um, so we're always going back there. So when they have something new, we tend to remember it's on. But when something's on HBO Max or on Disney Plus or on like Jack Ryan just came back on Prime, just tend to forget about stuff unless somehow it drifts in front of you on, in an ad or something. So it's tough. It's competitive. Yeah, and, and I've gotten better. And Roku is doing a really cool thing now where it's a wish list. It just saves it in the Roku-verse. And you can go to that wish list. You can just wish list a show. So then you've got kind of like a thing like, I don't know what to watch. Oh, here's something new. Um, I like to go to the different services like constantly to see what's new and see what's going there. Yeah. I'm not a creature ever. Well, I only watch one thing because I like to watch a lot of new stuff versus like I go back and rewatch things. But just so, once. Like you're going to watch the first episode of Yellowstone. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to make you do that. Um, at least not until after we get Mark to watch one episode of Lower Decks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, no. I, I Like I said, I, there's just way too much stuff to just rewatch stuff for me. I just like, I have no interest in rewatching things because I don't feel like it brings like, oh, I missed that last time. No, I probably got it and moved on. So, <laughs> no, and you're totally it. opposite, Charlie. You just thrive on as, constant 
as is stuff. Todd, yes. 99% of people are that way. But you know what? It's okay. That's that's the beauty of I don't know if nine, I don't I don't know if ninety nine percent people just continue to watch the same things over and over. I think I think you're I think you're I think you're on that system. I'm in this. I, I think a lot of the people never met think, anybody who has your perspective ever. Who has oh, said I have, I've met a ton of people. I, I'm not a ton of people because like, I just move on. I don't need to rewatch it. I already watched it. George Glass. I don't rewatch things as frequently like movies. Uh uh-uh. uh I mean, any movie I feel like I've seen in the theater, even in the last couple of years, I don't think I've ever rewatched it. So that that's a little different. But anyway, I just, I just think time is just limited it, to rewatch things all the time. True. You're just missing out on potentially cool things. So, you know, I always say this. You're here. I'm here. And most of the people are in the middle. Stuck in the middle with you. So anyway, you're on season one. I'm out on season three. But the show is great. It's it's yes. fun. It's something that DC has effectively pulled off. We know they've always been really strong with their animation uh, versus their live action, which continues to be enormously controversial and tumultuous and, and turning over with James Gunn and you know all the changes he's going to make, whatever it is. But the animated side of it seems to really hit the notes, not only for the serious dramatic stuff, but then certainly for this show, which is completely farcical and violent and foul-mouthed um, and just fantastic. And, you know, it, it knows no bounds of continuity. Uh, I mean, they have a great portrayal of the Bat family as being like a real family, so they're just very sardonic and, 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 and backbiting to each other. It's hilarious. <laughs> But yeah, I, really, I, yeah, I really should get caught up. But um, this is it looks like this is going to kick off uh, with a special in February called a Harley Quinn's a very problematic Valentine's Day special. I can only I, I can only imagine. Yeah, and they've they I mean I like it that they kind of re- reach deep into DC's lore and bring in things and the take on all the characters, the villains. They they like to go deep I, and, it, and they're just having a good time with it. Um and it's it's kind of its own space. This is not connected to anything else, right. which is good cuz then you can do some crazy and wacky things. And you know, where you're like, "Well, but you can't kill that character off because we're going to use them in this blah blah blah." Don't exactly. Blah, blah, blah. Make, make the best <laughs> show you can and don't worry about if it has to right. connect because that makes for good stuff. And that's, I think, where DC is kind of going with a lot of their stuff now. Right. I mean, they're, the game, James Gunn has his plan, but they're still going to do like like what they're. I think they're going to deem it Elseworlds, which is just like these are things that are in the DC universe, but – we're just telling our own story, like yeah, with with the, the, with, the with, with the yeah, with the yeah, right, exactly, unconnected character. So anyway, this says to be released sometime in 2023, which works just fine for me because sometime in 2023, perhaps I will finish watching season three. So exactly, it gives you time. It gives you right. time. Yep. Yep. It so gives um, you time. Oh, Todd. All right. This next story was you uh, dropped this on me yesterday, and I just I think this is fun. So go, go for it. Yes, I titled this uh, "No More Lying Liars That Lie" uh, when it comes to trailers. So if you think about it, we've all watched trailers, whether they're streaming in a theater um, or whatever, and we've all watched a trailer. We're like, hmm, I saw the trailer, but that scene was not in the movie. And uh, there's been many movies that have done that, where there it's right. almost like it was just uh, filmed for a trailer or dropped out of the movie because it didn't work. And I guess that thing has happened enough, apparently. <laughs> um, it's the last straw. Yeah, I, I love this reference, and I wasn't even aware of this because I've seen this movie. Dad, I don't know if you have, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Twenty nineteen, the movie yesterday with mm-hmm. uh, Himesh Patel as uh, a man who threw a he's a 
a struggling musician who's from the same hometown as Ed Sheeran, who is in the movie. And he he's, he's a Beatles cover guy, and he falls and bonks his head and imagines a world without the Beatles, and he just recreates all their songs. Yep. Well, apparently, uh, one of the lead characters, actors, was supposed to be the magnificent Anna de Armas, who appeared in the trailer and was eliminated from the final film. So there are people who clearly resonate, you know, were, were so totally butthurt about this um, that uh, now we have a lawsuit. Yeah, it was. It says here he was. She was originally supposed to play a love interest for Patel's character. She was cut uh, the film because of focus groups that didn't like the idea of him moving on from the primary love interest, which is his his BFF Lily James. And sorry, spoiler alert. Yes, of course they do end up together. Why wouldn't they? But that was a really fun movie. Todd, you, you said you saw it. I didn't, but I, I'm aware of the premise and it sounded interesting and it was cute. Yeah. I did see the trailer. I did not uh, notice or remember her being in the trailer. No, not at all. I'd have, that, that'd be a YouTube right there. So, of course, then again, maybe that maybe that has gone away. It's probably been removed. Yeah, they probably yeah, removed exactly. it because like, we're not getting sued. But it is funny because was that the reason people want – I mean, these days – is is there a specific thing in a trailer like I have to see if that's not I feel cheated and you spent how much on your ticket eight dollars right uh, was is it worth this exercise of effort to yeah. they sold me say, a bill of goods I, and I won't yeah. get fooled again right exactly and again uh, in so much that I can't even imagine I can't even remember why her presence was, I couldn't remember that she was in the trailer. It was clearly not of significance. Didn't really impact the, the film uh, and the overall plot line of the film or the way they told the story, as we discussed last week, plot versus story. Um, it's just, it's dumb. So it seems like, you know, frivolous lawsuit 101. Um, but th- this is a ruling that has been made or somebody is. Uh, it has is it? been. Oh, yeah. Okay. It yeah, came through. Uh, uh, it's now uh, the trailers are subject to the Cal- to the California false advertising law and the state's unfair competition law. And it says Universal is correct that trailers involve some creativity and editorial discretion, but this creativity does not outweigh the commercial nature of a trailer. At its core, a trailer is an advertisement designed to sell a movie by providing consumers with a preview of the film. So essentially, they're saying this is bait and switch, um, which is a legal to do so i get it and that's truthful yes you should not put something in the trailer that is not in the film um they even note there's one apparently in um from universal yeah yeah there was one teaser trailer for Jurassic park it was made up of entirely of cut footage so (laughs) they were like they were like it's like we were talking about the uh, oops all crunch berries it was the oops all cut footage (laughs) Exactly. That's so, now. That's bizarre. I mean, it's like okay. Well, it's like it, it's like somebody one hundred percent did it on purpose. Like, oh, well, fuck everybody. Let's hear it's a trailer of shit that doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, I remember it was the was it the first Austin Powers movie or maybe the second one where he made a joke about bring out the sexy stews, man, and they're like they prefer to be called. Uh, um, uh, not stewardesses, but um, flight attendants. Right. And that was like a joke that was then not in the movie. But I'm like... Uh, oh, right. Because I remember seeing it in the cut film, it was a Sherry O'Terry was the one, and then she wrote down uh, her phone number on his hand. Yeah, because uh, yeah, it was a cut scene. I remember seeing it was a cut scene. It's sexy stew. So. But I, I, I don't think... I, I, And I don't remember saying, oh, that part wasn't in the movie. I'm 
furious ah no i'm I never furious said that. oh yes. my goodness so i don't know what other movies that like there was a famous trailer that was totally deceiving or not involved it would be cu- curious to see like trailers that you know right. had something in them that was not true i mean there's movies right. that were like like fight club that right. trailer for that movie is i mean it was designed that way because right. it was truly to pull you off the beaten track of what that movie truly was versus what it presented it to be, which I always thought that movie was going to be like a bro movie where it totally wasn't at all. Right. It was, it was, it was a bro. It was a singular bro movie. Sorry about the, the spoiler of a movie from 25 years ago. Oh, speaking of things that we can spoil, kind of looking, looking into the future, we have a 2023 winter preview. So a list of, uh, and this looks like this, is like mainly television programs, uh, as I'm scrolling through it, um, that'll be coming out. Some of which are already out. So Todd, shall we just kind of blast through this pretty quickly? Yeah, we'll uh, and, start and with maybe, the, the 2023 things versus there's some December things in this. Yes, yes. Yeah. Stuff that we'll go with stuff that is actually not out. The, oh, excuse me. Oh, no, this one will already be out. All right. Scrolling, scrolling. There we go. Jay. I've got the first one. Yeah, I've go got the first it. one. Hunter season two. This is about uh, a group of people that are essentially hunting down Nazis uh, post uh, oh, World War II. I know, I know that we watched that show, and I was one. I watch it, but I barely remember. It. And it's got uh, it's got uh, uh, Josh. What's his butt from How I Met Your Mother is one of the characters. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Logan Lerman is the lead character, and Al Pacino uh, shows up again. He was he was, uh, he was the villain. They caught him at the end. Yeah. Yeah, and it's funny because this one has Udo Kier, who you've seen him before. He always plays these really, like, iconic villains. He's in it as Adolf Hitler. So that is kind of the twist And Adolf Hitler is truly not dead. And that's out on January 13th. So um, that same week, The Last of Us, which I'm – I'm excited about. It. I know it's a video game show. It's a video game, you know, property coming to the screen, which can always be terrifying because those don't always turn out so great. But we talked about this one a lot. Pedro yep. Pascal and the young lady is an is someone else of note. Uh, Bella Ramsey. Yeah, she was in Game of Thrones. She was the right, young, right, the right. young Lordess, the the, the, right. the lady. Uh, yeah, and they're both uh, alumni and a lot of great actors in this and. I think it's going to adapt season one. I'm not sure how much of it the, or if it will be the first, the first you, you, season or not. The, the first game? You said the first yeah. game of season one. All right, yeah. gotcha. And then, woohoo, Night Court, January 17th. This is going to be a big week. That's all in the same week. January 17th. Uh, and it's funny. I saw there was a teaser that dropped on YouTube earlier this week that kind of provided some um, – some framing around this, but we have uh, Melissa Rausch as Abby Stone, the daughter of the late uh, Harry T. Anderson's character of Harry Stone from the original series. My all-time favorite sitcom, which to me almost 100% holds up. Um, but it was interesting in this teaser we saw, Abby as a new judge goes to the apartment of Dan Fielding, who is of course John Larroquette's character, who has been a recluse for several decades. And she kind of pries him back to work and then of course he'll have, and it's funny, the the sets are the same. They look a little, If even if you look at this picture, it's the same courtroom that just looks like somebody put on a different coat of paint on it and maybe the lights are a little brighter. Because that was the hallmark of the show, Court at Night. It, everything was so dark and scuzzy because it was New York in the 80s. What else would it look like, right? Um, but I'm fired up about this. Yeah, the first lo- the first look is here in this link. So if you're if you're clicking on the link from the show, you yeah, can check John Larroquette's the only alumni. Uh, yeah. I think maybe uh, you know Richard uh, Mole could oh, come Bull. back because I think he's still alive. But yeah, a lot of the other ones. Man, Marky Post is dead. The guy who played Mac Marcia is Warfield, dead. Is she Marcia dead? Warfield? No, she's still around. 
Okay, she could come back. Well, they essentially have a, another heavyset black woman as a bailiff, so that I guess that job's taken. Um, but yeah, no, it, it looks it looks interesting, and this is a network show. Todd, this will be an actual network show that I watch, and because it's on NBC, so well, it'll, be, it'll go to Peacock if you yeah, miss the it P- there. Yeah. The Peacock, and just saw a trailer for this next one today: the '90s show, the uh, spiritual cousin, much later sequel of that '70s show with April and I. Uh, watch during 2022. The next generation. The next generation is set in 1995, if I'm not mistaken. 1997. It says, because uh, the, the other show ended on December 31, 1979. So 17 years later. So this is is 1997. Uh, so yeah, they, uh, uh, Eric and Donna, the Eric Pre, or that would be Topher Grace and Laura Prepon's characters, do get married. They have a daughter named Leia. Big surprise there. Who they really, if you watch this clip, they really nailed it because she 100% has Eric Foreman's body language when she talks. But she's spending a, they live in Chicago. She's spending a summer with her grandparents, Red and Kitty, up in Point Place, Wisconsin, which is, I think, they finally, it was Kenosha or something. Somebody, somebody did their research because, you know, I looked into it. Um, and it looks fun. So this is a Netflix 10 episodes. Uh, drops all in one. I'll, I'll be all over this. And again, yeah, you know, I, yeah. I just, I just absolutely love the show. And so there's excited. cameos from all of the, yes, the, the yeah. actors, excluding one, because he's probably going to be going to jail very soon. Right, exactly. Yes. It would be like if you did Smallville and wanted to include Chloe. That's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Danny Masterson, you're a madman. You're, you're bad a bad man, bad Danny man. Masterson. Yeah. All right. Uh, what else we got? We go to the, then we have go to Poker Face. This is a new series uh, with uh, Natasha Leone. Uh, it's apparently. It's a Columbo-esque murder mystery, and it's by Ryan Johnson. This is coming Ooh, to Peacock. All right, very cool, very cool, nice. Gotcha. And what is what is what is Wolfpack? Oh, it's on Paramount Plus, so yes, it'll so, get advertised uh, to me. <laughs> that is the series that Sharon Michelle Geller oh, is going yeah, to be yeah, leading. Yeah. She's investigating a homicide, and apparently there are werewolves involved in this, and it has no connection to Teen Wolf, which is I, also on uh, Paramount Plus. Oh, is that show still ongoing or is it just available? No, on- they're doing like a movie or something of it. They're doing yeah, a movie. I think that it's coming back gotcha. to do kind of like a, uh, you know, kind of like bringing back the team, have a movie, and maybe they'll do a series. But right, this is right. this is supposed to be, uh, it's based on a book by Edo Van Belkum. And gotcha. it'll follow four teams who are brought together to share the same secret. They're all Excellent. Here. I love it. And, of course, Picard Season 3 on February 16, which I've been talking about a lot. This is all of our hopes lay here, uh, getting all the TNG cast together, potentially giving them the send off that they have deserved for 20 years since they're, uh, they actually had, and I forgot to bring this up. They had two lame send offs in the, in the 2020s. They had, of course, Star Trek nemesis. And then there was the horrible last episode of Star Trek enterprise. That was a holodeck episode that Riker and Troy were in that it was not only a bad segment of TNG, but it was also a bad send off for enterprise. So, this will hopefully right some wrongs. Hopefully we don't then get a holodeck segment within this that has Archer and all of the characters from Enterprise, but who cares if it does? So I'm excited. Um, but, yeah. Todd, some people might say the real juice is in the last one. So why don't you go for it, Mr. Star yeah. Wars? <laughs> Mandal- yeah, Mr. Star Wars, that's me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Mandalorian Season 3 comes out on March 1st, 2023. Uh, for many, this is the best thing that's come out of Disney+. Plus. Agreed. Um, 
I would agree as well. I, this is my favorite Star Wars thing since the sequel. Some of the sequel trilogy I enjoyed. So this <laughs> some is, of the, since uh, some, some of, of the sequel trilogy I enjoyed. It's, it's a flawed. It's a flawed. Uh, you know, trilogy of movies. We all get that. I enjoyed right. parts of it. Um, but uh, this, is, I think, is the, the the crown jewel in Star Wars right now. Um, and with the third season, um, we'll see how this is going to go. We haven't gotten a lot of. We had that teaser trailer we haven't gotten a lot of feeling about the story beats except it's going to be all about mandalore Mm -hmm. and uh, there's going to probably be some some changes in leadership and battles for the dark saber all that fun stuff will be a part of it uh grogu's journey is i think officially done so i don't really know what's going to be if if it's truly just going to be mandalore focused then i guess that's what we'll get Right, and he'll just be around because, again, the uh, much maligned and rightfully so Book of Boba Fett uh, saw a a choice in Grogu to leave Luke Skywalker and then come back to Mando. And so, yes, in the conclusion of that show. It's like two years since we got a proper – I mean, we we did have those Boba Fett episodes. But, yeah, the series uh, basically uh, December 2020. Yeah, 2020, right. So over two years, exactly. So, yeah. yeah. So this will be great. And, yeah, that's that's on March the 1st, of which I'll I'll be gone. We'll be on our cruise. So. Uh, hopefully there's internet on the high seas so I can somehow watch the show. Nope. They're turning it off. <laughs> nope. Turn it off just for me. Oh, man. Well, Todd, with that, let's see if I get it right this time. We're done with the news. So got to get uh, my phone out for Feeble Uber uh, to get us down to Skugtown, Nastyville. We're talking about the Geek Easy where Todd thinks he's talking about three things, but he better pick two because those are the rules. So let's go. Talk nerdy to me. We're sitting the geek easy, drinks are poured, and we are ready to get our nerd on. So, Charlie, you're here to tell me about Amy Schumer. Oh, my God. Now, have you ever watched any of this show? I I have. Okay. It's it's okay. (laughs) I mean, she is, uh, first came out on Comedy Central back in 13. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I know I watched it at that time. Amy Schumer is, she's a raunchy comedian. female Jewish comedian, a lot of her material kind of centers around that. Um, but the show is in some ways kind of a spiritual Jewish cousin to the Chappelle show. Cause it's a lot of the same writers, Jesse Klein, Neil mm-hmm. Brennan, who do actor and they, they, they do brief actor bits, but they're the big writers. I don't remember show. her doing a Rick James skit. I said it was a cousin. I didn't say it was, a, I didn't say it was a, a sibling, a spiritual cousin, but that show was on for five seasons and then it went poof and I never gave it another thought. And then uh, maybe two or three months ago, bleh, it's on my Paramount plus it's back. Uh, she took a break, got married, had a kid, and then is, is back now doing the show. And the reason it's kind of noteworthy is I'm pretty sure now back in 2013, that was actually right when April and I got together first started living together. I st- I don't think this is a show we watch together, but now that we're watching it, and maybe it's because of a lot of the more female-centric humor, she is loving it. We watched mm-hmm. the current episodes in what is now season five or six, but we went back to the beginning, and she's just she's laughing, and she just you know, much like you know, I know your wife likes certain kinds of shows, doesn't like certain kinds of shows. There's some shows you watch together, stand up and and sitcom stuff sometimes just doesn't click, but this one doesn't oh, yeah. really click. So we've, we've really enjoyed watching this one together. So again, very raunchy. It's on Paramount Plus, which again, you know, I, I'm waiting for those checks to start coming in for Paramount Plus because I talk the shit up out of that. I talk the shit up. I talk up the, I, I shit talk up. You I talk, talk a lot about Paramount Plus. I talk Plus. a lot about yes. Paramount Plus without the yes. shit. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah. it's, it's, 
it's very enjoyable. But again, it really does remind me of Chappelle's show. And again, going back and watching that first season, I'm seeing like Jesse Klein and Neil Brennan, who are mm-hmm. writers and actors on those. So it's just it's it's very edgy, and she does little stand up bits in the middle that are just beyond raunchy of sex stuff. And so it's definitely definitely not anything to have around your kids. No, um, and, and you're you're right to a point. I mean, a lot of uh, female centric humor. There's not a lot of it at times. So to get something like this, it's kind of a rarity. It's kind of like Broad City, right? Uh, yeah, there was a, that one show I liked that was uh, was it a period oh, something? Oh, another period, which was I love that show, but that was primarily from female writers, and it right. was just goofy and weird. And I liked it, so yeah. The only the only character I remember is of course uh, Christina. What's her butt as chair? <laughs> chair, <laughs> so good. Love that show so oh, much. I'm so God. sad it never came back. Yeah, it's just it's uh, it's hard to. Um, uh, I lost my train of thought because I got a text message. I'm like, oh, look, oh, look, oh, look, a moving car. Um, yes, please put your phone down. <laughs> I, well, it's, it was my watch. My watch goes. Mur. So um, anyway, I have been after we had our conversation with a certain actor from Star Trek Discovery, whose name I won't reveal because we're holding it back for the future, got me interested in watching Star Trek Discovery again. So I did start, uh, watch season one again, which, you know, and, and Kay over, uh, my co-host over on Code 47 will agree with me. I didn't really think it was the greatest season one, Thought there was a, a lot of kind of wonky stuff that they worked out that I think they really worked out by the time they got to season two, which I really enjoyed. You got a nice kind of through line of the plot, Todd, you've seen. I know you enjoy the newer tracks. You've mm-hmm. seen the show. So yep. season two was the Red Angel storyline, which had them kind of changing, chasing these red dwarfs around, uh, around you know the galaxy and Captain Pike, Anson Mount, my, you know my favorite newer new slash old you know character uh, from Star Trek is the star. He takes temporary command of Discovery throughout the mission because the Enterprise is on the sidelines. Um, and I and I really enjoyed it. And I'm I'm not quite to the halfway point, but as I'm just watching this show, you know, I, it, it's funny, Todd. I, it brings to mind something you always say about when something is Marvel and lackluster, or something is Star Wars and lackluster. And I'm not really thinking, well, if you took Star Trek off the front of it, would this not be any good? Mm-hmm. My question then becomes, why did this have to be a prequel in the first place? Mm-hmm. Because all it really did was kind of make a mess of the stuff that was already there. Now, that being said, I loved that this gave us Anson Mount as Christopher Pike, who is a character we had very little screen time of. In fact, in the only canonical screen time that we got to see was him in a found footage uh, two-parter in the first season of Star Trek and then the unaired pilot, which is also canon because it was on screen and we got to see it. But I love that it gave it that. But as I'm watching it, like I just got done with the episode where they have to go into the mycelial network because... Tilly stuck in there and that lets him get Dr. Culber back. And that's all that, that's a great episode by Star Trek standards. They're doing a lot of Star Trek-ish kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. I'm still like, why does this have to be set pre-TOS? It just I, I Str- strangers in a strange world, Charlie. You're taking yeah. people out of an environment that they know, taking yeah. them forward and saying, This is we're discovering because it's all new. It's all these right. are people that are out of time and out of place. So I get that. But that was what happened in the second half of the series because now they're in the distant future. Well, so so in, in essence, yeah. would the show have been better if, let's say, season one started by having the ship from the distant past drop into the 32nd century and then that's where the series starts? 
it just, you know, I, it, I just got to thinking, even really as I was just watching yeah, this. Yeah, I'm not episode, sure. You know, if it just, if, if it would, because then it would be what you just described to the T that we ended up seeing by the time we got to season three. So, and then we wouldn't have had like, oh, now there's all these extra bits and bobs that because much like with Star Wars, we're trying to keep our canon intact and it's driving people nuts because this thing and that thing. So I don't know. I still think it's a really, really well-made show. It's not my particular favorite because I'm so ingrained in the older track and that's my vibe. But as, as storytelling goes and acting goes, like Sonequa Martin-Green, one of the best actors that's ever acted in Star Trek, in my opinion. Even though that character is not my number one favorite, she acts the shit out of that role. She's fantastic. Yeah, she's great. I just wish they made her cry a lot less. You think so? I think she's done a lot less of that since she's become captain. Maybe she was crying because she wanted to be captain. Yeah, that was really yeah. that was really that was what was really getting her. So so anyway, yeah, I just feel like in a lot of ways, I feel like the framing of seasons one and two, because I think the show got exponentially made more sense to me when they weren't dealing with, well, we don't want to step on the toes of this cannon. We don't want to do this thing. We, we don't want to do that thing. So I don't know. It's all pie in the sky, but again, an excellent show. I would imagine if you're listening to my voice and if you like Star Trek, you've seen it. If you don't like Star Trek, it doesn't matter. But that was just, that was just kind of my moment of Zen watching the show. Even just today, I'm like, I just didn't even really see why that, that setting of, you know, being seven, eight years prior to TOS was even really relevant in the first place. But I digress. Well, I mean, one of the guys, the, the person who essentially just got this thing rolling actually isn't with the show anymore. I mean, Brian oh, uh, Fuller, who was the, the person who actually is responsible really for Star Trek coming back. Right. Yeah, he kind of was gone. So he'd probably be the guy that had a reason why. And I think he left almost immediately, if I'm not mistaken. It was, yeah. it was pretty quickly. So, yeah, that's interesting. And, and maybe they were just left to do what they could do with what they had. So I don't know. It's, it is interesting. It's, it's interesting. And you know what, as um, I consider myself, you know, a Star Trek aficionado, but if I'm missing an article or a piece of information at me on Twitter, let me know at the C3 or certainly at the show at secret friends, you, and let me know. Cause I would love to have some additional perspective on this. Cause yeah, that was just the feeling I was left with watching the show today. So anyway, that's all for me. Yeah, very quickly, Charlie, I have three, but really one is just uh, uh, come on. All, all, all it is I'm saying, I was asked to be on a podcast. So just giving a shout out to Luke Lore, who's been on our podcast before. Yeah. Um, he has been on uh, the Star Trek podcast as well. Yep. Um, he had me on his, his podcast, uh, Xbox Expansion Pass. So I want to thank Luke again. And it was a great episode. It's out now for you to check out. So check that out uh, all about the world of Xbox, which I normally don't get to talk about. So that is that so uh oh, there's a special I'll, I'll, treat i'll put that in parenthesis because it's not really a thing there you go no well it is a thing it's a podcast <laughs> right but i did not consume go. it but you can consume yes. it uh yeah. uh, listeners and watchers and readers but um, you, did, you did finally bow to peer pressure and watch a 20 year old movie that yes. everybody says you should see this movie Yes, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, Die Hard. People make people watch Die Hard because if you didn't, you know, your life is empty. So, um, so empty. I decided to watch Love Actually after hearing so much about it. It's the best movie in the world for Christmas, blah, blah, blah. Eh, so I'm like, you know what? I, I, started, I started it before, but never – and put it away for some reason. So <laughs> my mom's visiting right now, so we decided to watch it. Oh, nice. um, fun fact and, about the movie. And where, where did you see it? I'm just on HBO Max. Who, 
Oh, it's on HBO Max. Very good. I yeah, that, that's oh, probably Peacock. where we watch it too. Peacock. Oh, there you Sorry. go. And it changed because last year this this is part of we have twenty five movies we watch around the holidays, and this is we watch this, and then we watch Die Hard so that uh, Alan Rickman gets his comeuppance. <laughs> sure, even though that Die Hard is well before. No, but actually, what happens in Love Actually then bleeds into Die Hard and. Then Alan Rickman dies because he's the villain. But anyway, I, I digress. <laughs> yes. So we're just, what I watched with my mom and uh, Love Actually is just this story of all these people. Intersect, their lives don't necessarily all intersect, but it's really around the holidays. And um, there mm-hmm. are some, some, some traditional love stories. There are friendship love. There is uh, unrequited love. There is spurned love. There's relationships ending. Uh, there's a lot of different things to go. Not all of them. I've, and it's funny because I watched it with my mom and there's nudity in this film. Lots of f bombs. So of, it's a yeah. weird. It's a weird mix of things. Of you think about a holiday movie that a lot very, of people say they weird. love. So it's, it's kind of a weird dichotomy of like it's not like uh, PG, uh, mm-hmm. but it, it is very very uh, funny. It's I think the creator of this did uh, what is it? Uh, so many funerals at a wedding. Four, four weddings and a funeral. Four funerals there at a wedding. Uh, there's what a number of them. Yes, there's uh, a number in there. I think his name is Richard Curtis. I think is the yes, director. Yes, that's um, correct. Yeah. 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 So, um, it just it's a, it's just a very cute movie with some touching moments. Agreed. Um, yeah, and it's all stages of love. There's grief. There's love. There's like I said, all these different things. There were some of them like I don't even know why they belonged. Like because they didn't. The only time they interacted was when they went to the airport. <laughs> like, well, the one oh, like, with that person. The one storyline with the guy who goes to America and he goes to Wisconsin and he meets all these hot girls. Oh, that was just that was ridiculous. But well, it was this, goofy. The, the, the yeah. porn couple. I guess it was a porn couple. That one was uh, yeah. literally like uh, it was. They only touched on that story like three times i'm like okay and then the two of them end up yeah i am very fond of saying i love this movie and like i said it's on our list but this is one that to me it's 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 very special in a bittersweet kind of way because this was my first date with my ex-wife in 2003 and that marriage ended horribly horribly thanks actually my yes my yes it's good my love for this film endured to the point that now it's one that april who is my new wife a wonderful human being and i enjoy watching every christmas so the movie stronger than the the evil that is my ex-wife i'm impressed so i I enjoyed it did i think it's like sticks with me and i watch it no i i I don't know i'm watching it 20 years years later and i just felt like there was nothing specific about the movie like yeah i love this movie no it it was just very cute um so i'll put it in a very cute but to me not timeless not classic not like (laughs) end all be all it's just a Christmas movie that will be one I watched. And I right. think people talk about like, yeah, I watched that movie. Right. Okay. What's next? <laughs> yeah. I watched that movie. The movie was, it, it was, it was, it, we talk about media that we consume and you consume this media. Yeah. Well, well done. Cons- uh, compelling and rich. Yeah. I do say though, my favorite part probably was the Liam Neeson storyline. I thought yes. that was wonderful. I, I thought so too. He acted yeah. the shit out of that without a yeah. doubt. Without yeah. a doubt. Yeah. Young love, you know, lost love, young yeah. love, very fun. Uh, yeah. Um, and then uh, to end this on a very odd note, the Adult Swim Yule Log is out. So Adult Swim, they do crazy stuff. If you remember that old kind of like thing that kind of took a race from the, the Too Many Cooks. 
You remember for that? Right. You remember that, Charlie? That I just, thing I was, think, yeah. I think of Adult Swim and I just think of Aqua Teen Hunger Force and Carl. Rick and Morty, Carl, <laughs> right. yeah, Squid Billies. Yeah. There's there's Squid there's a Billies. lot of weird stuff on Adult Swim. And yeah. they never stop making weird stuff. Right. Um, well, this is the new one. So people were talking about this. Oh, you gotta watch the Adult Swim U log. I'm like, well, what is this? Um, so this truly is a horror film all around the Yule log. So you've seen those Yule log videos where the Yule log's burning and there's music in the background. You just put it in your background, you just play it. It makes you feel like right. Yeah. Um, so this movie starts off with that, but then it turns into almost, almost, almost at times feels like a feel, lost footage type of film, but not quite. It's an hour and a half long and it has a complete story. It is crazy. It is weird. It is graphic. And... I couldn't stop watching it. It was like, I don't know where this is going. And it just feels so weird. And did it, did, um, did it just go right off a cliff? Just, woo! It, I didn't even know where it was going to go next. That was the crazy part. It dealt with, like, different times, eras in time. It dealt with different, like, horror movie tropes. And it was it was. It was kind of crazy. I and I I do not recommend it to anyone unless you really like kind of irreverent horror. And that's the best way to put it. But it was something I'm like, okay, I just gotta watch this. I did. I just watched it this morning, actually. I had it on the background, was watching it as I was oh, editing geez. the podcast doc. Yeah. So um if you're looking for something different and you like a little bit of uh mm -hmm, poke in your yoke, uh and Charlie, you're addicted to fireplaces, so this is perfect for you. I'm just, I just keep looking over my shoulder to make sure my den is not on fire. I can't see it from here, but no, I really do. I really do love a fire and fireplace. I was, I was raised in this house. My mom always had one going, so I, I do really enjoy it. So that is the geek easy. I got it right this time. Uh, so Todd, now time to get out your phone, the Air Qantas app. We've got to get to the land down under. Tina and the mutants are waiting for the 2022 year in review. Let's go. To another edition of Thunderdome! Thank you, Tina. The mutant's been gathered for a topic or a game to be entertained. And this week, we're going through the 2022 year in review from a perspective of TV, comics, and movies of things that came out in 2022. We'll be doing stories and headlines probably when we get to the um, the Friendies in the next couple episodes. So we'll go there as well. Um, so with that, we're going to get started talking about what TV new TV things dropped in 2022. We're going to do this very fast. We'll basically say what the thing is. Did we watch it? And, you know, did you like it? Yes or no? And then move on. So we'll start there. So Charlie, um, a lot of these you you did probably did not watch, and some of I didn't watch it either. So we'll see how this goes. Um, okay. So we'll start with uh, Peacemaker. This dropped. Uh, it's on HBO Max. It's essentially the pseudo sequel to Suicide Squad. Loved it. Gold star. Uh, great show. Great yeah. show. Uh, moving on to Naomi. This is on the CW. Dropped there. It's canceled. I watched it. Did not like it. Didn't see it, and because you didn't like it, I didn't bother. Uh, How I Met Your Father, didn't watch it. God awful. <clears throat> Moving on. Bel Air, didn't watch it. Same. Halo, I watched it. Wow, it was a mess, but I hope season two is better. Uh, thought it was okay, but I also had nothing to judge it off of, so it was fine by me. Master Chief's butts. That they call Master Cheeks, not Master Chief. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, my God. Moon Knight. Uh, I thought it was okay. I also thought that it was okay. Didn't didn't really blow my skirt up. Strange New Worlds. Uh, great Trek. Absolutely fantastic. And with my boy Anson Mount. Love it. Yeah, I'd say best intro to Star Trek that you could even offer up to someone. Yeah, absolutely correct. Miss Marvel. Really enjoyed it. Thought it was okay. I'm not the target demo. I, I know you love like Buffy. You love teen stuff. Teen stuff just doesn't really click with me. So mm. you never were a teen, Charlie. You were listening to Motown when you were 16. I was. I was. I was always an old man. Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, enjoyed it for the visceral thrills. It was a canonical mess. <clears throat> um, I thought it was mid. Just not great TV, uh, but very satisfying to people that wanted to see more Obi Wan. True. Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. Uh, well known that fantasy is not my deal. So we watched a couple and then I was just done. Just not interested. I liked it. Very slow, but got to a cool place by the end. So I'm excited for season two. Excellent. House of Dragons, uh, the prequel to Game of Thrones. Effing loved it. And it's not, it's not even my jam. So it's funny how this clicked with me, but Lord of the Rings did not. So, But I've always loved Game of Thrones. Didn't think I was going to love this. Loved it. Must see TV every week. Couldn't wait to watch the show. No doubt. She-Hulk, uh, uh, which is exactly that. Um, the first really farcical MCU television program adored it. Uh, s- started slow, but I really enjoyed it by the end. Right. The Sandman, Todd, I know. You, did you finish this one? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I watched the first episode. Didn't grab me. Sorry. Once again, Charlie, one and done. Charlie, you do a lot of that too, and you blame me. Yeah. You do a lot of that one and done too. Yeah. Oh, uh, come on now. Yes, yes. Anyway, uh, yeah, Sandman, I think one of the best series this year. Actually, one of my favorite episodes of television of all time was the middle episode. I think anybody could watch that episode and love it. Interesting. I'll keep that in mind. Werewolf by Night was Marvel's first special presentation one shot, which we got in Halloween. Awesome. Totally awesome. Yeah, loved it. I hope Mar- I hope Disney does more of these one shots because sometimes that's all you need to introduce a character is for oh, Speaking of, you did not throw in there. Marvel's second one shot was the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, uh, which I thought was 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 just dessert. You know, it was it was it was silly, a little too silly, but I know a lot of people really loved it. Yeah. Enjoyed it too. Um, yeah, I think it was probably a little too long. I think it should have been a lot shorter. Yeah, gotcha. And or speaking of shows Todd gave up on, uh, this would be over on Disney Plus, a Star Wars prequel starring Cassie and Andor. Very slow burn, had a weirdish middle part, but finished out like a champ. Loved it. I've got through episode six. Uh, still waiting for that episode that everybody says, oh, it's great after this episode. Still waiting for that. <laughs> I will finish the series because I have a friend who I promised I would uh, but from this point, I feel it's 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 a good show, not the best show, but because it's Star Wars, people are like, it's the best show. Promises, promises. Wednesday over on Netflix, started it, um, interested, kind of like Sabrina. Um, the dance went viral. We'll finish it at some point. Uh, Wednesday, I'm on episode three. Really enjoy it. I will continue to watch that show. Really enjoy it. Cool. Willow, did not see it. Todd, you talked about it last week. I'm uh, two episodes in. I've watched two episodes. I don't know if I'm excited about watching the rest of it. That's a shame. Oh, my goodness. All right, moving on to movies. 
Uh, Scream 5, as it turns out, because there's another sequel coming out. No lie, fell asleep in the middle, but did think it was a good turn for the series. Gave us uh, Jenna Ortega, who was in Wednesday, uh, on the uh, as kind of a breakout. Dug it. Uh, really enjoyed it. I uh, can't wait for Scream 6. Jackass Forever. Didn't I don't think I saw it. Unless that's the one where he's in the... Is he in a, a broken down amusement park? There was one he so. did. Okay, didn't say it. Moonfall. Holy shit. What a piece of crap. <laughs> didn't see it, but I didn't want to see it. <laughs> yeah, very good. Uncharted. This is another video game adaptation. It had Spider Boy in it and Marky Mark. I thought it was fun. I also enjoyed it, too, more than I thought I would see it. Uh, yeah. The Batman. Absolutely loved it. Totally forgot this came out this year because it seems like it was a million years ago, but absolutely loved this new take on the Batman. Went to go see it late at night, fell asleep in the middle. I feel terrible. Probably should watch it again. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Charlie. Uh, the Adam Project. Didn't see it, but I, I, I'm intrigued. No clue. Uh, also didn't see it. The oh, Lost that's, the, that's the one where um, uh, Ryan Reynolds goes back to his young self. Oh my God, I totally did see it. Was that this year? Yeah, yeah I went, because I, it, it was a prime. We watched it when we were up at uh, my in-law's house. I did enjoy that. Thank you for reminding me. Also enjoyed the next one, which is The Lost City. This was Channing Tatum and uh, Sandy Joe Bull- S- Sandy Bullock. Fun stuff. Yeah, it's uh, 2022's Romance in the Stone. I enjoyed exactly, it, too. Exa- exactly correct. All right, what else we got? Everything, everywhere, all at once. I own the movie. I need to actually watch it. Um, I will watch that before 2022 ends. Oh, very, oh, very good. Um, we did go see it in theater. I thought it was, I thought it was enjoyable. Kind of, kind of touching, kind of moving. Morbius, god awful piece of shit. Morbius, uh, two thirds of a decent film. The last third, horrible piece of crap. <laughs> exactly my point. Sonic the Hedgehog two. I did not see this. Um, for reasons of sadness, because it's one of my son's favorites, so I took a pass. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, a rare, good video game sequel. So, thumbs up. Nice. Fantastic Beasts of Secrets of Dumbledore, not if you paid me. I want to see it just because of curiosity. I really hated the first two movies in the series, so <laughs> I don't... Maybe this Charlie, will be the one, Charlie. No, that's that's not even dumb fun. That's just... That's dumb. just that's well, just Dumbledore. <laughs> oh, the Northman. This was the one with a, a Scars Garden with our our beautiful girl Anya Taylor Joy. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And it, was, I, it was great. It was great. It was violent, cool. violent, and crazy. Crazy, exactly. Uh, but I mean, it was a heart pounder, but it's a little bit crazy, weird stuff. Yeah, really enjoyed it. Right. Um, next one, unbearable weight of massive talent. Such Loved a it. fun oh movie, goofy. Who knew this was going to come out? Just shouldn't have been this good. Right. Uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness was the year of the meh at the, at the box office for Marvel. Didn't blow me away. Sorry. I liked it, but not, not a great film. Yeah, gotcha. Firestarter, watched, which was the new one on one of the streamers. Well, it was also in theater, too. It was oh, in theater yeah. and streaming at the watched same time. Watched it man. for 20 minutes, turned it off, watched the original. This remake was trash. Yeah, I avoided this like the plague. Uh, then Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Man, one of my favorites of the year. Just such a good, fun film. Really parodied everything about Disney. 
Oh my goodness! I haven't seen it, but I, oh, I, Charlie, I you would love but it. I, but I believe you. Top Gun Maverick, which is now finally on Paramount Plus in the last couple of days. This was the movie of the year. It was the surprise to you, me, and John because we were like, "What?" Was truly um, one of the very few um, much delayed sequels that was worth it. I thought it was great. Yeah, better than it should have been. Absolutely. Exa- exactly correct. Todd Bob's Burgers movie. I did not see it. I know that it's out there, probably on P Plus, but or no, on Hulu, on Disney. Hulu, yeah. Yeah. Or, or, or what? Yeah, gotcha. Any good? Oh uh, yeah, I mean, just really good Bob's Burger extended episode with with music as well. So I, I really enjoyed it, but it wasn't like the end all be all. I think The Simpsons really did a great movie when it yeah, shouldn't have. I, but, no, yeah. I agree. Yeah, I agree. This one feels a little bit weird being a movie right in the middle of Bob's Burgers. I don't know. I, I enjoyed it, but it's I mean, not going. Yeah. The Simpsons did it too because The Simpsons never ends. You remember they've got that song. The Simpsons never- did it. They'll never stop the Simpsons. Jurassic Park or Jurassic World Dominion. It, you know, it, Jurassic Park, it's always kind of more of the same. Todd, I know you gave up on Jurassic a long time ago. So it, it, trust me, you didn't miss anything. I haven't seen any of these Chris Pratt Jurassic Park the movies. World and ones, it sounds yeah. like they've only gotten worse. Very true. Lightyear, which I uh, hung all my hopes on uh, as for far as being big this summer. I enjoyed it, but it was it was a big swing and a miss for Disney. They really kind of overplayed their hand with this film, which is unfortunate. Uh, Lightyear didn't see it, and everybody is basically nobody has given me like saying yes, it's we're all worth it. Nobody right. has said that to me, so <laughs> I just have no interest in it. Yeah. Right, exactly. Next we have Elvis with uh, Austin Butler, who just hosted SNL last week. Great flick, and I don't even like what's his ass who made it. The French guy, what's his name? The director did the oh, uh, Moulin um, Rouge. French weirdo. Can't remember. French weirdo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Google it. But anyway, anyway, what did you think of the movie, Todd? Oh, I really enjoyed it. It's got, you know, it, it's, it's, a lot of people didn't like Tom Hanks and his role, but I really enjoyed it. So, yeah. I mean, Tom, um, yeah. Tom, Tom, Tom Hanks. Blend is of a- music, good blend of uh, modern music, classic right. music, and kind of in bringing it together. Very like, cool film. Like Moulin Rouge, and I can't remember the name of the dude. Uh, Boz Lerman. Boz Lerman. Uh, and Charlie, he was born in Sydney. Oh, He's okay. Australian. Oh, I can't disrespect the Aussies like that. Sorry, guys. Uh, Black Phone, which was a a, a sleeper uh, summer uh, horror movie, uh, more of a suspense film. Absolutely loved it. Set, uh, period piece set in seventies. Yeah, uh, really surprising film. More of a thriller than it really was a horror film. Really right. loved it. Good surprise. Totally. Uh, Thor: Love and Thunder was the fart of the end of Marvel summer. Yeah, I just I had huge, great, big hopes for this movie, and I was very disappointed. I enjoyed it, but it had a lot of problems. It was, yeah. and it sounds like it was more about the. They had to edit it down to a certain amount of minutes for Marvel. They didn't want it to be too long, so I would love to see the cutting room floor and see if if it really made for a better film. But yeah, just to, this just one. To see the floor. <laughs> I, I hope we are done with the way too goofy Thor. I think yeah. that it, it went a little bit long. I think maybe. Right. Uh, yeah, Ragnarok probably should have been it for the goofy Thor, and this should have been right. a different tone as well. But I hear yeah. You. Oh, and then we had Nope, which is the third film by Jordan Peele. Oh, my God, this was great. Yeah, it was uh, Weird Sky Monsters of uh, Rural Southern California. Awesome. Yeah, now that I think about it, I, I thought the movie was okay. It had some cool parts, but ultimately felt like it was trying to do a whole lot that just didn't – wasn't fully explained, like the yeah. stupid monkey thing. I'm like, I get it. They're going to do more with that eventually maybe, but if not, oh, well. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, not his best movie for me. Kind of trying to do too much, maybe trying to be too a little too 
odd, but I, yeah. I like the the premise of like the the the, the predator that yeah. you just don't know. Yeah, I hear it. DC League of Super Pets. I also thought this was going to be big. I thought it was cute, kind of along the lines of the what the pets what your pets do at work movie. I think it was supposed to be like that. I loved it. Beginning of the fun. end of the Rock's uh, reign yeah. at DC. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This <laughs> was step, this was step two, and step th- two was Black Adam, which we'll get to in a minute. Bullet Train, Todd. I know you loved it. For me, meh. Great action film. Great action film. Uh, goofy storyline. Really enjoyed it. Totally. Prey, which was on Hulu, uh, Pre- uh, Predator pre 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 prequel. Fantastic. Should have been in the theater. Really good. Absolutely. Barbarian. Uh, this was a total. Total switcheroo uh, horror film uh, that came out just a few months ago. Set, uh, set in Detroit, filmed in Slovakia or something. I loved it. Uh, saw it in streaming. Really enjoyed it. Good, awesome. good horror film. Yeah. Uh, Don't Worry Darling, which Todd called Gaslighting the Movie, uh, which was with Florence Pugh and one of the One Direction kids, Harry Styles. I dug it. It was cool. I didn't figure out the turn until it was too late, which is awesome. Didn't see it, and no one except for you, Charlie, you're probably the only person that said they liked it. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween Ends. There's a movie nobody said they liked. Uh, it was dumb. It was dragging along from the last Halloween movie. Couldn't stand You know, just could barely stand it. Yeah, talk about a beginning of a great movie series and the ending with kind of, to my ways, two, two stinkers. And if you like right. Michael Myers, don't see this movie because he's barely in it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then Black Adam, the the rocks fart heard around the world. Um, I, I just didn't care for it. It seemed very, very, I mean, everything about it from cinematography to the lagging story, I just I thought was awful. Uh, the most 2005 movie of 2022. <laughs> it was amazing. Uh, yeah. This would have been great in 2005. It, in, in 2022 feels like a very dated premise considering what we have with superhero films. This oh movie just gosh. did nothing to move the bar anyway to say this was just a fart and moving on. Just a fart movie. Weird, the Weird Al Yankovic story, which was only on the Roku channel. Love it a complete farce and it was fun watch it yeah fake biopics it's up there for really good ones totally enjoyed it daniel radcliffe get your oscar gotcha black panther wakanda forever which Chad you got to talk about in depth and we touched upon last week just didn't really do it for me it was trying trying to be whatever and so i just kind of eh yeah, clunky movie, uh, hard to manage, and just did not deliver. Um, and the most pointless mid credit scene ever, that should have just been in the damn movie. Right. Uh, it, it was pointless. They're going to Strange World, didn't see it, understood it didn't do well. Yeah, I didn't see it. And after people said, I didn't know that what came out, and they're like, they got screwed. Nobody still went to see it. <laughs> I know. I, I saw trailers months ago, too. So, yeah, yeah, but just didn't really inspire me. Uh, Violent Night, really want to go see this. Todd, you've seen it. My friend Tammy went to oh, go yeah, see go it. Oh, yeah, go see it, Charlie. Go see yeah, it before we the end of Yeah, I, th- I think maybe we will, most F. And then we end up with Avatar The Way of the Water. We talked about it uh, last week. Great movie for story, not a great movie for plot. But it's it's an event. It's a visual event, which nobody should miss, I think. Yeah, I, I didn't like the first Avatar. Really enjoyed this one. So, um, yeah, uh, if you're curious, go check it out. And see it gotcha. in 3D, folks. That's what they yes. do. Put it, see it in the theater. It's not going to be it's not going to look the same on your TV screen. Gotcha. All right. And then we get into comics, Todd. I couldn't tell you that I read any of these comics, but well, how, why don't you take this one? Yeah, this is kind of more of like, hey, these oh, are no comics way. you should check out. 
I found one. I found one because we both read the uh, Fantastic Four Full Circle, that nice big volume with the with the colors and everything. With the yeah, and that's bars. been a big it's been a big gap in our. We're going to do more comics in twenty twenty three. That is our pledge to everyone. But we wanted to call it. So these are what people are saying are some of the better comic series to check out in twenty twenty two. Apparently, Action Comics has really um, seen a return to form with some strong writers. It was essentially uh, Superman, almost like World War Hulk or like Gladiator, where he was taking to he was taken to a war world and he's a depowered Superman where he has to defend himself. So kind of a cool take on that. Um, then Batman world, Batman, Superman world's finest world's finest is an old comic book, uh, series with Batman and Superman. Apparently it's come back and it's really, really good. Oh, really? Um, oh, that's cool. two, two of the biggest heroes in DC well-written, uh, series. So yeah, check that one out. And I can definitely do that with, uh, the DC universe infinite, which I get comics after a month, which is nice. Indeed. And speaking of it, I just I jumped to the end because I'm just kind of looking at the Marvel stuff. But they brought the uh, the thing back for a uh, miniseries which ran pretty much through the beginning part of this year. Thing has always been one of my favorite Marvel characters. He's very gruff and grumble. Um, so that with Marvel Unlimited, I go back and check out some of that I might have to do. Yeah. Uh, Detective Comics, uh, they have a writer named Ram V. Um, he's essentially doing a gothic opera within batman um with issue 1062 so you can check that out um that's kind of cool you know once again batman elseworlds all these different things that's what he does uh then we get devil's reign this is a daredevil story it was a six part event charlie it was one of the better events apparently of the year where uh they're the the it's basically spider-man the avengers daredevil and fantastic four fighting against mayor wilson fisk you're muted Whoops, I've read some of the Spider-Man stuff that went in between. I always mute when I grab my water bottle, so sometimes I forget. But yeah, I read I read some of the around stuff around it that was in uh, that was in uh, the the end of the Amazing Spider-Man, the most recent volume. So that does sound familiar. But yeah, Wilson Fisk as mayor is you can only imagine. He's only you know supplanted by when J. Jonah, J. Jonah Jameson was mayor of New York, which was the story. Well, and I think we read the Electra series that actually tied into this or the Daredevil oh, series tied in. Okay. So I think we read that part of that where it was the weird. Okay. Well, gotcha. <laughs> Wilson Fisk went away and married that woman. That was very weird. Uh, oh, then we got a, right. a, an indie book called Exile um, that's supposed to be pretty good. Um, so check that out if you're looking for more of an indie uh, series. Um, then we talked about the full circle, that hardcover mm-hmm. Alex Ross original series with very right. weird coloring, very pinks right. and pastels. And a very, a very dense story that even I was oh. like, oh, I'll flip back a couple pages. What the hell's going on? I might have to yeah. read it again. It definitely yeah. felt like a uh, classic Fantastic Four tale, like in the 70s era of the Fantastic right. Four. Definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. So yeah. well, cool. Um, the Flash uh, essentially has gotten a very good story arc. Um, and uh, it's essentially dealing with both um, uh, Wally and Barry West. Uh, sorry, Barry, Barry Allen and Wally West. <laughs> Barry Westlike. West exactly. North. So, yeah, this sounds like this is a return to form uh, coming out of Dark Crisis. Uh, Flash has got a, a good storyline. Uh, Immortal X-Men, uh, that's still coming out of Krakoa. Um, and I hope this era of X-Men is ending because, right, man, I've, it's just been – I have not really fallen in love with it, um, yeah. which has been a challenge. And yeah. apparently uh, that Avengers X-Men Eternal series is one oh, yeah? of like it's supposed to be one of the best. It's not all out of Marvel Unlimited, but I think that's something I'd like to check out. 
Yeah, we'll tackle that, and I'd be happy to tackle really some of the other stuff we're talking about here, and maybe do a little do a little segment on it for a certain upcoming something. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, um, so that's kind of just some of the things of 2022 to check out in comics. Like I said, we'll we'll try to find some new stuff to read between all of our services. I think we've got everything covered, and we'll uh, much, be doing yeah. more of that in 2023. So that Good is deal. it for like like the things we talked about. We'll talk about more 2022 in the next couple of episodes to wrap the full year up. Absolutely. Wow. Good stuff. Well, friends, that is the show uh, for 2022. As uh, Garth and Wayne said, we laughed, we cried, we hurled. Um, But Todd, where do people find you out there on the interwebs? Yeah, uh, everything at T-Oxtra for just my personal musings and things. And uh, for all things Secret Friends Unite, what we're doing, it's all there, all the comic, or all the podcast news and things goes up there on our Twitter and then secretfriendsunite.com for everything in one place of all things Secret Friends Unite. Absolutely. And the best conversations in Secret Friends right now are happening on our Discord servers. We've got a lot of great stuff going on there. Uh, so definitely chime in, check us out. We'd love to have you on board. You can find me over on Twitter at the C3. Go ahead and spell it out. My lovely wife, April, and I run the USS Grand Petoskey. That is the West Michigan chapter of the Star Trek International Fan Club, one of the biggest in the world. You can find us uh, at that web address. Uh, and also on our great Discord server, once you join our chapter, that is a members-only kind of deal. But we would love to have you on board along if you are a trekker. Uh, with that, friends, it's been a crazy year. Thanks for hanging in there with us. Uh, if you heard my holiday message that I put out on Mark's behalf earlier this week because he's out sick, you'll know that 2023 is going to be a very big year for Secret Friends Unite. And we are glad to have you on board as we're doing it. One more time, thank you for joining us going to tell you that sharing is caring and to keep on trucking. Be the hero, not the villain. In a truck. Let old acquaintance be forgot. And be something, whatever. It's ruined. You ruined it, Charlie. (laughs) it's, It's what I do. This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit secretfriendsunite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server. Or follow at Secret Friends U on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.